0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Zach's Uriel bowel Syndrome constantly fucking up our sex life. I gotta go pooey again. (laughs) If I couldn't pay one time, that'd be the end of the game. I was the house. That's how quickly I made the decision. And just as quickly, B calculated 2% of the pot and took it off the table. That was it. I just taken a rake in violation of U.S. Criminal Code, 1955. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits Podcast, the only podcast that started kind of an illegal poker ring.
1: It's not technically Uh, illegal. Yeah, for (laughs)
0: for a brief moment it is. (laughs) I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are doing Molly's Game. Yeah. I enjoyed this movie way more than I was anticipating it the first time that I watched it.
1: I did not know what this movie was going into it, and I was almost concerned that the entire movie was going to be about skiing and i was like i don't think i will be able to care about this (laughs) yeah
0: uh but no no it's about poker Mm -hmm. and uh i think it's actually a very compelling story and it's all based on a true story it's Mm -hmm. all you know it's based off of uh, molly bloom who wrote a book called molly's game so the entire movie is based off of the book that she's also selling in the movie (laughs) it's like a weird like thing going on weird paradox to itself but uh but yeah, I mean, overall, I think that this was like a fantastic, like a, this, this feels to me like a classic drama.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly speaking, this movie is like two and a half hours long. Yeah. And I feel like it is one of those movies that's perfectly paced. Yeah. I, I really felt like each individual moment really capped off something.
0: Yeah. So Zach, give us the rundown of who's in it and whatnot, and uh, I'll give us what it's about.
1: All right. So Molly's Game came out in 2017. It was directed by Aaron Sorkin. You have written by Aaron
0: Sorkin. Is it? Yeah. He's, he's like slowly... Well, really, it. wouldn't it be written by Molly Bloom? <laughs> Technically, Techni- Screenplay <laughs> by... <laughs> oh, so we're going to get technical here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you have Jessica Chastain, who plays Molly Bloom. You have Idris Elba, who plays Charlie. You have Michael Sarah who plays Player X. Yeah, yep. Uh, you have Kevin Cosner, who plays Larry, Molly's dad. And then... You have Chris O'Dowd who plays Donald. He's not in it for that long, but I don't know if you've ever seen like stuff like, um, the It Crowd.
0: I haven't seen that. I heard it, really good things about it's it. It's really
1: cool, and Chris O'Dowd is in it. Um, but it's weird seeing him as not a being... serious yeah, like a serious role because he's a comedian. So yeah, right. And then you have Jeremy Strong who plays Dean Keefe, um, Molly's boss for a good portion of it. Gotcha. And that's pretty much. Who you really need to know in this yeah, film? There's generally. not many people else that like really make
0: a difference, right? Except for Jessica Chastain's chest. Yeah, I have that in the my left notes. and the right. Just I, supporting great supporting boob. roles. <laughs> a lot of boob. <laughs> uh, and yeah, this is a film about this is uh, again like a true story of Molly Bloom, an Olympic class skier who ran the world's most exclusive high stakes poker game, and became a target for the FBI. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, you know, I, I kind of agreed with you the first time, like, the first time that I watched it. I thought that this film was, like, perfectly paced. Mm-hmm. Then I watched it the second time, and I did notice, like, for me personally, that I did kind of, like, I was like, all right, this movie's feeling a little long. Really? But I, I think it's only because I already watched it. Yeah, so
1: you know what's I kind of know happen. exactly
0: what's going on, and I'm kind of just like, all right, yeah. But, like, the first time that I watched it, I thought it was great. And I feel like I also kind of watched it, like very closely together like Mm -hmm. two times kind of like pretty close so i think like it being so fresh still maybe i didn't need to rewatch it that second time yeah but first time i watched it i thought this movie was incredibly like well paced i think that the voiceover that she does is really really um it it really nor like a lot of times like when voiceover in films like that it sort of like takes me out Mm -hmm. and kind of just like makes me go like oh come on like let's just give me like give me more action give me more like physical stuff but just like chastain's voice It's very nice. Mm -hmm. I could listen to it for a long time. It's much
1: like in her, like Scarlett Johansson's voice. Like I can listen to that all day. Yeah.
0: And also just the like the way that she she's more like kind of just explaining how she's feeling. Mm -hmm. And and then she kind of explains like what she's doing and like how it all kind of works. And I think that it's a smart way of doing it because while she's explaining the voiceover of what, what she's doing, she's also doing it. So there isn't like a weird point in which the character themselves is stopping and like having a conversation with somebody yeah. and being like hey this is how this works and the audience is like oh i get it like the way that aaron sorkin like had this kind of like go is like on top of the action she's also explaining it so it all just is like one fell swoop of just Really, really great pacing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I really like that where it's like, normally I would be like, wow, this movie is very exposition heavy. Mm -hmm. However, it's done like in a very creative way where it's almost as if it's the book being read to you. Yeah. And I like that where it's like, you know, again, too, there's a lot of times in films where switching back and forth between present and past can get confusing yeah and i think the way that they did this for the film where again it's much like the book is being read to you mm-hmm. is an interesting way to like keep you up to date on like what's going on yeah um i did feel like in the beginning i was like what the fuck am i in for when she's going super heavy into like the slope and like the, yeah. the degrees that it's outside yeah. and like the angle that you're going through and i was like What is this movie? (laughs) Like, how much of
0: this is this? (laughs) Yeah. And that kind of just shows you, like, though, like, who she is. Yeah. Because, again, she is, like, an Olympic world-class skier, and her entire family is, like, just, like, everybody's just very successful. Yeah. Her brother
1: is, like a first place Olympian. yes yeah, of, of like the world. Yeah. She's
0: more of like the, like North America. He's like of the world. I think her brother is like a doctor of some kind and, mm-hmm. and just like owns like a lot of like real estate and property. So everybody's like, and her father's like a, a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Um, So everybody's like very, very wealthy and Batman. He's all, he was Batman <laughs> at, at one point. <laughs> they yeah. won't talk about it in this film. <laughs> he was Batman. <laughs> um, But you know, I think that, like, all the characters that are pretty much introduced, like, the ones that really need to be fleshed out, I think, are really fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Like, I, d- until the last scene that you get him, her father feels kind of like a throwaway character, and then right at the last scene, when he, when he comes around and shows up, it's like, oh, like, he's actually very significant, like... You you get like that kind of reveal of like why she does what she does yeah and and his kind of like role to it and it kind of brings everything together like kind of perfectly.
1: I like that too where he's like okay I'm gonna give you three years of therapy in it, three minutes yeah yeah and it's, <laughs> it's like it, wow yeah and it's really really smart. If only that could always happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Idris Elba is great. I think
1: Idris Elba is fantastic in this film. I always love to Idris Elba, but I could like he's one of those actors where it's like I can only show people so much of him. To you be know, I like, haven't hey, seen great. him enough in things. Truthfully, well, like Pacific like... Rim, like he was great in that.
0: Right, he wasn't Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm.
1: He gave that awesome speech.
0: What else was he in? He was uh, in, he, he was uh, in the, the Dark office? Tower, but I never saw. I heard like not really great things about the Dark Tower. Yeah, or, he was in the, the movie. Office, I read but, the like... book of the Dark Tower, and I was <laughs> but like, this, this isn't really that good either.
1: Yeah, but like this movie was really like a, a chance to be like, wow. I love Idris Elba. Yeah, like every full-blown
0: acting chops. Like.
1: Every time that like he's on screen, I'm like, this is why I love Idris Elba. Like, every interaction that him and Molly have in this film yeah. is just pure gold because it really feels like they're not acting. They're just talking to each other and absolutely. trying to figure out like what to do about this case. Yeah, And I absolutely loved it.
0: Yeah, I love how Idris is like, you know, in the beginning, he's like, I'm not going to be your lawyer. I'm not going to be your lawyer. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he ends up being her lawyer. Mm-hmm. And he has a really, really incredible speech more towards like the end when it's like him and Molly sitting in the in the office with those with the two prosecutors, yep. and he just goes off for like three minutes, just mm-hmm. like no, like not taking a single breath and just going. And I mean, it's an incredible it, speech. one of my
1: favorite scenes in this. Film. Yeah,
0: I think Aaron Sorkin like wrote the fucking shit out of this movie. <laughs> like, really, like yeah. he's becoming like w- like I, I, he's been around forever, mm-hmm. and I guess I just never like fully like realized like how much he's done and like w- like the screenplays that he's produced, but like. Aaron Sorkin is like straight up like and he's and he's only Somebody direct, to watch out. for. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing because like he's, a, he's been a writer for a while, but he hasn't been a director for a while. I've, I'm pretty sure this is his first movie. Okay. And then he made um another movie called the trial of the Chicago seven, which is incredible again. Mm-hmm. And now he's making his third one right now. Okay. So like Aaron is like pretty like fresh when it comes to directing, but easily becoming like one of my favorite like drama directors because like the way that the way that he paces his movies I mean you look at you look at this movie and then if you watch Trial of the Chicago 7 I mean it's like again it's got like that just like pep to it where it's just like everything just goes and goes and goes and although they're like long and lengthy the narrative is just like so compelling and, and, the, and the characters are so well-written and mm-hmm. there's like a good amount of comedy. Like, they're just like perfectly balanced.
1: Yeah, I mean, just like this, like, I mean, even again too with Dietrich's elbow, like the whole scene of like switch with me, switch with me. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's hilarious. Right, yeah. But <laughs> it, it's really compelling. And the way that they go in depth too about poker is really awesome too. Because like, it's not only showcasing like how these people think, but also like teaching you how to play poker properly. Yeah. And while I say that I did not learn a single thing about poker from this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because like, I sort of understand poker definitely not to like the degree of like a professional by any means, Mm -hmm. but like one of the memories that I have with my father is we would like on like summer vacation when I was like young um, and I didn't have to go to bed at a certain time because I'd have to wake up early for school. My father and I would play poker for, for like my father taught me how to play like Texas Hold'em and like and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, for hours. I mean, me and my my fa- I would be up till three a.m. just playing poker oh, with my shit. dad. Yeah, yeah, just sitting down and playing, and and like watching her r- like learn the game and sitting there with uh you know on the computer and like learning everything. I mean, it's just so. It's so fun. I think I think poker is one of those things that is like so. It's kind of like chess for me. It's like mm-hmm. it's like showing somebody how chess works and and watching them like understand and seeing the gears turning and like oh, okay yeah and like watch like teaching somebody how to play poker and like having them kind of like understand the game is like one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, watching her kind of be like this girl who's kind of like lost. She's like a young you know twenty something year old who. Her, her fucked up her like olympic career cuz of like the you know the fall that she has man she took a that's bad a, that's a like rough hit she
1: broke her neck <laughs> and just walked it off at the end and i was like mm, yeah i don't think you could do that <laughs> plus she had like a horrible story too of like she had scoliosis where her right. spine was bent at like 63 degree angles and she yeah. had to get like this crazy surgery that um they said like oh you you'll never be able to see again and then next year she's skiing right yeah
0: and her becoming like this kind of like young teenager and she has like a really like kind of like innocent thing where she's like i wanted to be young for a while because her dad is a hard ass Mm -hmm. right like he is very much like a a guy who is very set in his ways and he only expects like the highest of quality from his children yeah and and her you know kind of saying like i want to be young for a little while and move move away and just kind of be like not fucking an olympic skier for for a day like i just want to be molly bloom who nobody knows Mm -hmm. and then her being like oh i'm i'm a waitress and whatever just kind of again like being young not really having like any crazy responsibilities and then getting sucked into this poker world because man when once the poker world like comes into play like it is by far like the best part of the movie
1: yeah absolutely because again i thought this was going to be about skiing and then when it transitions into all about poker that's where it becomes compelling to me like I was interested in, like, how Molly changes physically and mentally for this game. And then learning the ins and outs to it. And then when, when like, you get the whole thing of Dean, like, her boss, and he's just such a fucking asshole.
0: Yeah, he's the worst, isn't he? he?
1: He's such a scumbag. (laughs) And then for her to, like, take all of his players... And move it to a whole other thing and then basically like steal everything that he had going for him. Mm -hmm. Like that was really awesome. And then just seeing like this rise and she did like a roller coaster pretty much of like she rose doing that. And then the whole thing with player X, like stealing all of her players. Right. So she hit like a slump and then moving to New York and getting like all these really intelligent Playboy bunnies to like help her out.
0: Yeah, Molly's a fucking like very intelligent, very. business savvy woman,
1: and you just see that rise again of like her just holding her own and like supporting all of this and like saying that she has like two point eight million dollars on the streets, like she yeah. has that. Yeah, is insane, and she's running this like six times and like six nights
0: a week. Right, I think that like we don't get enough films with like this type of uh female lead like it's very rare that uh, that like that she that you get a female character who is like this intelligent and this like business savvy you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like it always is the guy guys yeah and And it it sucks
1: because like this movie shows that you can really have a smart beautiful woman just control everything (laughs) (laughs) and really show up everyone. Yeah. And I think that's something where, like you, like you said, like we should have
0: more of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that, uh, it's, it's a shame that we don't, but I think that like, but like, It's kind of like bittersweet because like when you do have one that is like this good, it is so such, it is such a, like a breath of fresh air. Like Mm -hmm. it's so just like, wow, like this is really, really incredible. And it really kind of makes it stand out from everything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, once she starts getting into like the poker, and uh, and you get introduced like player X, who's like this whatever famous actor, but Michael Sarah, man,
1: yeah, like really, yeah, I know, like, <laughs> I like Michael Sarah, but like he does not fit in this movie <laughs> at all. No,
0: but I I kind of feel like he is kind of like he does kind of stick out a little bit, like yeah, like, like, like he's supposed to be like this suave like actor that everybody like loves, and it's just. It's fucking Michael Sarah. Like get, it's just like a Jesse Eisenberg more so than Michael Sarah.
1: Just the same person though. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> like the evolved version. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like in Pokemon,
1: it goes Michael Sarah, Jesse Eisenberg, and then the guy from Lonely Island boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: right, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like when he gets introduced and and he kind of becomes like her. I don't know, like what you would call. Like, there is almost like this sexual tension between them, but, but it's but they, mostly just between him because like she has no interest in that yeah i mean she says she the is beginning. borderline just like i am business, business business business
1: yeah and i like that where it's like she she doesn't get like this love story or anything like that yeah. because it's really unnecessary right and for her to have all these guys basically like throwing themselves at her and she's like no this is strictly for the game like Either get your shit together or get out.
0: Yeah, I mean, she has a great line where she says, like, do you know why you're, like, that, like, because, of course, you have, like, what's his name, the fucking, like, Irish dude. Yeah. And he's, like, always drunk. Yeah, Douglas. Yeah, and Douglas is, like, uh, I'm in love with you. And then she has, like, the great (laughs) line where she's, like, yeah, like, of course you're in love with me because I am everything that you want. In a woman basically it's like i i give you I, I surround you with beautiful women i encourage you to drink i encourage you, you I, to gamble yeah i encourage you to gamble like i am you know like the antithesis basically like i'm everything that you need and and she but she keeps it so like business where mm-hmm. it's just like i am not interested in anything other than making money mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very very smart yeah um yeah, and once once player X ends up, like, kind of screwing her over, mm-hmm. because, I don't know, like, I feel like it wasn't really justified. Yeah, I mean, you have that one guy, I think, like, handled. Right. Like, he
1: is, and I love that line, too, where it's like, everybody else is a gambler, he's a poker player. Yeah. Like, he knows his shit of, like, yeah. how to play. Yep. And he's just been taking everybody's money. And then you have... This guy, Bad Brad, who, Brad- <laughs> who is just the absolute worst player. Yeah. Like losing fucking $15,000 a night. Yeah. And he
0: just just he says that he just
1: handled like he beats Harlan the guy's name Harlan he beats Harlan just this
0: one time and Harlan's life just crumbles yeah
1: like what the hell in
0: in literally one night it's like the, the guy goes from like being on top of the world to literally his wife leaving him getting divorced losing all of his money owing a lot of money to player X
1: yeah because he backed him up but like I was almost waiting for him like when he was on the balcony just to jump over
0: yeah like you're kind of thinking like oh he's gonna kill himself and
1: I was like okay maybe this is how like the FBI get involved yeah but nope we we literally see Russians come <laughs> in <into play. laughs> and that's how but yeah like when when that happens like it's crazy to see like this man just for five minutes just break down yeah but
0: it, it really shows you like I feel like it's very realistic oh yeah absolutely. it's like it kind of shows you like the type of people that that play this game and really how unhinged and how unstable their lives are because mm-hmm. it's all like they they say this line
1: too where it's like um like gambling is like a game of chance like a game of luck but poker isn't poker is a game of skill yeah and i don't find that true because poker really is like in a sense a game of luck
0: well it's a game of luck in what you're dealt but it is a game of skill and how you yeah play how you play your car you play your hand um but yeah, I mean obviously you don't really have any control over what you, what cards you get. So in that in that case it is luck or chance. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Harlan's life just falls out of out of control and then and then you learn that Brad is broke. I think they said yeah. well, I think I think they said he had like $128 or something in his mm-hmm. bank account when 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 the FBI raided him because uh because he was actually just like he was basically like kind of like a guy who you know what he was kind of like mm. uh, what's his name he was kind of like Epstein where it mm. was like nobody really knows where Epstein was getting all of his money but he was kind of just like surrounded by really wealthy people and other people were giving him money because he was like I can take care of your money and make it and make yeah. it, you know more, make you more money but Brad had z- like no just <laughs> he broke like zero he was money. broke <laughs> um, yeah I thought that that was like really crazy and then he's like obviously kind of like the main reason as to why the hammer comes down on Molly yes so he because he ends up talking to the FBI.
1: Mm-hmm. And you can just tell by, like, even from the first scene, like, this man will crack under pressure. Yeah, I
0: mean, he is not in any way, like the type of person to like <laughs> to, to, to interrogate. <laughs> like, hey, you hit my car. I was like, no, I'm
1: sorry. Like, it was that guy too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, he's the type of guy that just seems like he'll break very, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Russians come and I do one of my favorite scenes is when the guy brings the fucking Monet Oh, painting. I know. And
1: it's like, is that a real Monet? Yeah. He's <laughs> <And it's laughs> like, yeah, it was just like with and me. He's like, I
0: just took it off the wall. like, <laughs> like get that shit out of here. <laughs>
1: because at that point, like, it can become illegal, like, with that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: And obviously, she ends up breaking the Truthfully, I'll be honest, watching this twice, I didn't quite understand like her taking, like why her taking a piece of the pot, like why that makes it illegal versus, and it's just because I just don't know the law. Like that's just like something that I'm not like well-versed
1: on well as a man who knows bird law very well i understand this (laughs) (laughs) go ahead zach explain it i don't know it at all (laughs) but yeah no i I get it like i don't understand like taking the rake
0: it's called yeah right taking the rake it's like that's when things become illegal and i wonder why yeah because she is not she she doesn't take the rake the entire entire time until she gets to new york and uh, and it's all it's totally legal mm-hmm. until she hits New York, and then she takes a rake. But so because the way that she's making profit, and all of her girls are making profit, and everybody that, that's working for her is making profit, is via tips. Yeah, like, that's how that's how everybody gets profit. And I guess that's where that's where it's fine. It's like okay, like that's like totally legal. Mm-hmm. But once you start getting to taking stuff out of the pot, that's where it becomes illegal. But it but yeah. the, but the players who are playing, the, is that against the law? Like I don't I, know. I, I think I, technically it is technically because they're not is. doing it in a, in a casino.
1: Yeah I mean And that's the thing too Is like what makes it different From a casino Like why does a casino I, I guess it just
0: comes down To like licensing Like like yeah. they have a license Like they like this I is guess. where You're allowed to get Like allowed to get. It's, It seems like a very weird Gray area Because even like yeah. the lawyer That she goes to She's like we're not Breaking the law here And she's like He's like no But we have a saying Don't break the law When you're breaking the law And she's yeah. like But am I breaking the law And he's like Kinda But not really <laughs> <laughs> Yeah because
1: it's like Do you have prostitutes Do you have drugs yeah. No Then you're not breaking the law Right
0: So it's just like it's it's a really weird gray area that mm-hmm. I kind of want to get like more familiar with because it's like if the players are like can the pl- if, is it illegal for the players to be gambling yes yes but then why is it not illegal for her to be holding the gambling game yeah. if she's not taking a
1: rake and if it's just a simple act of like getting the licensing like a casino why not get that
0: right but I don't think you can because. You're just one person who's like, I'm not because you're not because she's doing it like in hotel rooms and in basements yeah. like it's not really. But I can get a small business loan for my house. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, It, it is. There, it's like a weird gray area. But we're going off track. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway yes. we're, we're talking about business that we just have no we, business. We talking don't about. know anything about you. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, listen, at the end of the day. Like when it comes down to it, I think this is excellent. And then I think that the characters are great. I think that Molly is like a fantastic lead role. I mm-hmm. think that her being like this really like badass woman, basically, who yeah. just runs the fucking, who runs it. And I think that again, like when she ends up meeting with her dad and they have like that little conversation on the bench, like everything comes full circle when he's like, you knew that I was cheating on your mother. You may not have known that you knew, but you did know because you found me cheating. You, you saw me like with another woman in the car um, when you were like five or six. And this whole thing, the whole reason why you became, you know, running one of the world's biggest fucking uh, poker rings in the most successful ones ever, is because you wanted to have control over men. Yeah. And like when that comes down and hits, like you can just see like that that she realizes like that her father's right mm-hmm. and that she doesn't really have a valid she can't, she has nothing to dispute that. It's like yeah, that's like you why. Know. Yeah. And I thought that that was great. Yeah. I really did.
1: And it, it made a lot of sense because at that point it's like, yeah, like she really is controlling all these men. Right. With the snap of her finger.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and it kind of makes sense. It's like well, a woman, you know, it's very rare that a, that a woman, you know, is like a CEO of a company or something like that. Like, you know, it's always like men mm. and, and her being like, I'm going to make my own destiny here. And it's going to be the biggest and most successful version of it. And I'm going to – It's and I'm pretty much just going to control men with it. And I'm only going to – you know, I'm going to have – all my employees are female. Every yep. Everyone that, that she that she has working for her except for, like, the actual – but even at, at the end, even, like, the dealers and stuff are all women. Yeah. And I and thought that ordinary. was just – I thought that was, like, another layer that was really, really great.
1: Yeah, like, it didn't need to be, but it, I'm happy that it was because, again, it can show that, like, women can control everything. Yeah,
0: it's great. It really is, man. I think Aaron so- Aaron Sorkin wrote, wrote the shit out of this. I think he directed it really, really well. I think yeah. – the only
1: thing is that I don't feel like he should have gotten such like an old guy to go to her apartment and beat her up.
0: Yeah, that you know what's funny? I was like, watching it and I was like, that I could I could get away from that guy. Like for <laughs> like, sure, Like, you can
1: beat up that guy no problem.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I I agree. I thought it was pretty funny because it was just like this guy is I don't know I maybe I don't know. It's like eh, it's different situations. Like you, you can kill this guy. <laughs> like I can kick him in the balls and he's done for. Yeah, you could have got anybody else. Like just give me give me. Shia LaBeouf, like, uh, like Shia like, LaBeouf with like a crazy what what his torso tattoo. Oh, yeah. Like and, even the guy that like ordered the apple tini, like get him, yeah. like he's tough. Besides the apple tini, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny I've never had one, but I've only heard good things about <laughs> them.
1: <laughs> I only know it from Scrubs, but it seems like something where it's like if I'm already drunk, just something for the taste wise
0: is probably okay. They <laughs> get an apple tini. <laughs> yeah, overall I give
1: this nine and a half shitty bagels out of ten.
0: Well, yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah, I I agree. I think it's like a solid nine out of ten, eight out of ten. I think that uh, it's really, really good, and it really makes me excited for what Aaron Sorkin's going to be doing uh, later. Mm -hmm. Um, Zach, I have a recommendation.
1: What could that be, Frank? I'm all ears. Literally, that's all I am now. Is my uh, body is ears? (laughs) Please talk slowly. Uh,
0: So, keeping it in the same vein, um, I recommend playing poker. I think uh, poker is great. I like I said, Mike I have a lot of fond memories of playing poker. I remember playing poker with all the like other friends of mine. I remember uh, one of my buddies had like a legit like poker setup, and we would all go there and like he had like the chips and everybody and everybody had like deck, brand new decks of cards. Always mm-hmm. just like, where are you getting all these decks of cards? And he's like, you know, <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's worth... I think it is worth, uh, like, learning. It's hmm. kind of like chess to me, you know? It's, it's a great thing to, to learn. Obviously, gambling, not really the best. <laughs> but, like, po- playing poker for fun and just, yeah. like, having, like, your chips and whatever and not actually putting, like, a currency on them and just playing is, like... is like, honestly, like, one of my favorite pastimes. Like, yeah. it's so fun. I mean, for me,
1: like... I've I've always kind of known poker a little bit, but I've, like I've heard of it. I've heard like blackjack was always my game as a kid. Like I learned how to play blackjack at a young age, yeah. and like that was a lot more fun and easy to learn for me. Yeah, because it's literally like here's two cards. Twenty one. Yeah, just <laughs> tell me when you want to get hit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but poker is cool.
0: Yeah, I I think uh, if I think this movie will definitely like make you at least want to learn. It's kind of like uh the Queen's Gambit. Like I was going to say play. there is
1: a lot to like similarities between this and the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Did you watch that? I watched the first
0: episode. Right, then you, you have no... You you cannot <laughs> speak.
1: I know that there is a female lead, there's drugs involved, and They're there's a They're both redheads.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: You yeah. Know. Similarities. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach, what are we doing next? So for our movie discussion, we will be doing one that I'm actually really excited for, and that's trailers, helpful or harmful?
0: Yeah. Cool. All right, Zach, take us out.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, I bet heavy on the favorites.